0: Hi everyone, it's Lindsay and Tamara and you're listening to Take Me to Chelsea, a podcast where two Canadians rewatch and discuss the hit UK reality show, Made in Chelsea. Today we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 5, My Mom Sometimes Calls Me Football Head, which originally aired on October 17th, 2011. So Tam,
1: what do we have for our synopsis? So there's lots of drama in the Royal Borough this week. Proudlock seems to have set his sights on Caggy, and she isn't exactly batting him away. Meanwhile, having given up on Rosie, Jamie asks Louise on a date, even clearing it with Spencer beforehand. For his part, Spencer doesn't really seem to care. Ollie and Chloe have hit a rough patch in their relationship, and Gabby quickly becomes Ollie's scapegoat. We also see the first crack in Binky and Cheska's relationship, as Binky is caught between two social circles— and she's intent on being part of both of them. So let's pop the champagne. Islands okay, first thoughts on the episode? This was a wild ride. <laughs> I know. No, I
0: forgot about this episode. I completely forgot about this episode. A lot happens. Yeah, it's Good. like it sets all our dynamics. Yeah, I feel like we're really locking into the core crew and mm-hmm. various storylines that are going to be huge coming up.
1: Mm-hmm. So, obviously, our main storyline is like this Spencer, Kagi, Louise dynamic yeah it's been that way for like and proud lock now (laughs) and proud lock and jamie are weirdly added in there now Mm, that's true maybe we should talk about it kind of divide so let's talk about spencer louise kaggy and jamie first and then we can get into the proud lock okay facet a little sure in in a little bit so what were what did you think about this i think jamie
0: is just kind of desperate to get a storyline <laughs> and he tried Rosie, now he's going for the big guns, going for his best friend's, you know, friend's benefits girl. Okay, do you think he's doing it calculatedly? I or think it is I Really? Think, I think he is. Like he knows he wants part
1: of the drama, I feel like. He, I thought it was just kinda like, okay, who's kinda single? But yeah, okay, I guess Louise is not. She shouldn't be seen as single. No. But if you're his if you're Spencer's best friend and you've just been hearing about how and how Spencer's is, is sort of portraying that relationship which is if we don't get with anyone by the end of the night then we kind of hook up like that's not yeah, i don't but, think he thinks he's crossing it boundaries. i don't those. know but
0: he knows he has to he knows he's like he gonna does be a con- and even hugo the way hugo talks about louise and spencer I, again i don't feel like it's just that casual like hugo knows that it's a bit more than that yeah obviously spencer still has a thing for keggy of, of course it doesn't have to be said but I do think like what it whatever is happening between Louise and Spencer is more than just casual booty calls. Yeah. So then and Jamie knows
1: that. So Jamie's capitalizing on the fact that Keggy's back in the scene now and Spencer's. Distracted, he's kind of using that to get in, and
0: he of course asks in front of everyone. I
1: know on camera,
0: like what is Spencer like? He seems like actually he's more chill than I thought because I think it becomes an issue more later. I but he's very chill in this episode. Yeah, but I don't
1: think he cares. Like I don't think Spencer cares. So yet I I agree. Obviously, it becomes an issue, but I think right now Spencer is still so focused on Kagi. I think he's surprised about how he feels about Keggy, even though it was supposed to be settled. Like, remember we came back into the season and Spencer's like, Kagi, who? Totally beyond that. So happy being single. Started hooking up with Louise. And now I think he is once again distracted by Kagi's presence and is kind of forgetting about Louise.
0: Yeah, it's almost as though he thinks because maybe the show and maybe some pressure that Keggy will actually hook up with him.
1: Yeah. And, and... And Louise really isn't doing herself any favors here. Like agreeing to go out with Jamie. I mean, to be fair, she's kind of told by Jamie, which was gross. Yeah, that's um, Didn't really get asked out. But I do feel bad for Louise because you're right. she She's asked right in front of Spencer. And Spencer clearly doesn't care. So what are you going to be like, no, actually, I like your best friend who's ignoring me right now. Mm-hmm. And is, you know, making eyes at Kagi across the room. Yeah, I think she's playing it up. She was so
0: giggly with Jamie, like, right in front but of
1: I Spencer. But I think, yeah, I think Just that's what like... she does when she's uncomfortable. Like, I think she giggles so loudly mm-hmm. because she's desperately uncomfortable. She's put herself in this in this situation where no one thinks they're hurting any feelings. If she'd come out right from the start and been like, I do like Spencer, I do want a relationship, which we know she does, Yeah, I don't think Jamie would have gone after her. So she's kind of made herself like the. But cow. I feel like people know she's in dispenser, but I think her Jamie isn't bothered by that. Yeah. Well, the guys are. I think honestly, in this episode, kind of treating all of the women badly. Kagi calls it out, like saying that they're exchanging women like cattle. Like I don't like how women are treated. No. By these by the trio. I mean, I don't think I don't think padlock is good either about it. Oh, the quad. That's oh, a quad or whatever you call it. Oh, square. Yeah. <laughs> But let's let's backtrack for a second because I want to talk about how Kagi is still handling this. Well, why don't you just go sleep with Spencer and get this over with? Yeah, this this came up a lot. This 70%. came up. I forgot how fixated she was on it. She's clearly very bugged by this comment by. She's Louise. very bugged, but she's not. I don't know. It's kind of she has
0: a weird reaction to it because she doesn't seem. She's kind of weirded out by it, obviously mm-hmm. in the sense of like she wants me to give my body so like yeah i think she's offended honestly she is offended but i don't know she's not as offended as i would be in that situation and yeah. when her and spencer are talking about it it's kind of like a she calls him l but she's still like i guess cuz she uh, acknowledged that she wants to keep him in that flirty zone because yeah. that's why she thinks they're friends so maybe she doesn't want to give that up but she's not being hard enough on yeah i like, think she should be
1: it. i think the feelings are there because she does tell so many people about it. like she tells Rosie about it she tells Proudlock like I I think she is quite offended and angry but maybe she doesn't want to come off that way mm. so she's kind of coming at it from a more cautious perspective and kind of like well that was weird but you're right yeah I think she has right to be angry about this this is
0: yeah and she doesn't offensive. even shut it down like I know, she should be like, this is she's not like, going to oh, happen. like, oh, should we do it? Like, not that she would, like, necessarily would, but she's, like, talking to Spencer about it, like, entertaining it, like, oh, what would happen if that was the case? Not just, that's mm-hmm. gross, there's no way, like, that's uh, that's never why we would get together. Yeah, yeah, um, that's true. And it cheapens it. It's hard to tell Keggy's feelings for Spencer, Always. but if she had all had any, like, spark... Mm-hmm. He's just completely objectifying her and just, like, wanting her for her
1: body. That cheapens everything that they had. I know. That's what I want to know. Like, when did this become about Spencer not getting what he wants and that's why he likes her? This has always been about this lifelong crush he's had on her and how amazing she is and her personality and how well they get along. This was not about, oh, I couldn't get that bird and so I'm fixated on her. But that's what it kind of transitions. I
0: find what happens in this show sometimes. You... Get to a new episode, and they've created a story that everyone's on board with. But we didn't see. But then (laughs) all of a sudden, everyone's just on board with it. Oh, this is what this is Spencer's mo. That's true. Everyone, because yeah, like it wasn't that before. It was like he just, okay, he had like a sparkle, and they had a banter, and it was just you could just see their connection, Mm -hmm. and it didn't feel at all Spencer just wanted her. I mean, that's probably part of his personality, Mm -hmm. but it was just seemed like it was a connection between the two of them that wouldn't
1: just be turned out with I know like sleeping together is not gonna encounter. help from what we've been told yeah exactly he would just want more yeah but I think we do get an interesting peek into Kaggy's motivations for the first time here and I wanted to call this out because I think this is one of those relatable situations which is Kagi's genuinely worried about losing her friend Spencer and she thinks or at least this is how kind of how she portrays it to proud Law. yeah she thinks that if she shuts him down once and for all and she doesn't kind of continue to flirt with the idea then he's just going to cut her off. They they have a weird friendship because
0: we, we come to learn that Keggy values it so much, but mm-hmm. it's like they don't seem to be hanging out or that close beyond the scenes they shoot together.
1: This is a, maybe a good time to switch over to Proud Lock. Yeah. So so we see that Proud Lock is probably the one that she I don't know if she was talking about him, but she's definitely interested in him. Yes, this is weird. This is weird, because Pradlock's yeah. clearly into it, too. Yeah, he, I, he came off gross to me. He came off gross to me, too! I was crazy. All his little comments, like, he About, just came out so manipu- manipulative. Are you going to be
0: nervous when I'm watching you? or Yeah. Like, all those little things. And I hate how Keggy reacts. It's so annoying. I know. she's playing into it, and it's giving him all the power. And it's just so frustrating. Like, you're better than that. And it's
1: not how we've seen Keggy so no. far. No.
0: And it's just like, you don't want them to be together. No,
1: no, no, no. Not at all. I'd rather she was Spencer. So she's, It's just Ugh. Yeah, he just comes across as like swarmy. He is and he's so manipulative. Swarmy. Even with even with his conversations with the boys, he's so involved and like he's kind of acting like he isn't. But when Spencer's sort of talking into the idea of hooking up with Keggy, Proudlock just comes in and says, That's never gonna happen, mm-hmm. to me. It's like how are they close? Like can you do you have that liberty with him? I don't know how close they actually are. At this well, I think point. they
0: were residually close, and yeah. I think well, kind of in the cold. last
1: episode. I
0: think Proudlock is okay to call Spencer out or be, you know, yeah. kind of rude to him in the last episode. So they obviously have like a set up banter,
1: even if they're not super close. I just don't like how Proudlock kind of snaked in there, and I think we see this, we see this behavior from from Proudlock throughout the second season, maybe into the third, where. His friend is into someone, and he's, like, secretly hooking up with Mm -hmm. them almost. Like, we Mm -hmm. see this with Francis later on. And Proudlock's just kind of... I guess because he seems so nice and chill and cool, and he's very posh, he gets away with it and still, like, becomes the good guy. But this is not... This is kind of bad guy behavior. Yeah.
0: See, the the, another thing that bugged me about this episode... I mean, not in a bad way, because I like the episode, was... It seemed very, like, scene set up. Scene, 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 mm-hmm. scene. Get mm-hmm. somewhere, get somewhere. And so, like, every interaction with Keggy and Proudlock. It was set up. It was set up. Like, this is what they're going to talk about this time. Okay, then go to her house. Help, help her, her, like, move, move, move a boss. boss. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably just,
1: like, moved out. And then Have moved her, her cousin come in with some
0: Make a comment lines. about their yeah. boyfriend. And then, but, okay. So, by the end, they're making out in front of Spencer
1: yeah I thought it, it was didn't
0: feel mean, like then. that was earned like, no I don't know where that's coming from because I don't know I don't know what's I going on I don't even think they have that much chemistry they're though. all of a sudden making out and Spencer's right there and Kenny is aware I know she knows Spencer like has something for her she's doing it in I know. front of and the camera and they're cameras. filming
1: yeah it's not like it's just oh, okay you know we're a fly on the wall like, of course this is a hugely set up thing she knows what she's doing yeah
0: exactly I just felt that was kind of I mean I don't like Proudlock obviously and he's a jerk for doing it too yeah. In
1: front of his mates. But for Keggy, like for them both to do that. Maybe Keggy thinks it's like a little bit of tough love. Like she's trying to say, look Spencer, figure out your own situation because I've moved on. And maybe she's trying to make it clear. Like maybe Proud Block is like, here's a way to make this. I don't know. I, they're probably not that calculated. But I just don't think, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the kiss comes out of nowhere. I don't think we're rooting for them. It's kind of like Spencer and Louise. It's like, these are parts of their past that we haven't really seen before that are somehow friend center, Mm -hmm. And we're supposed to forget everything that happened before that we were completely invested in Mm -hmm. and suddenly start being on side with these other couplings.
0: I just think Proudlock completely takes the wind out of Kagi's sails in every scene. She becomes like this meek, giggly... She's like a Louise. Yeah, she's like a Louise, exactly. And it's just like not what we've seen... I know. It's, it's not like our strong, you know, spunky, really witty keggy. Yeah. That she's with everybody else. It's just like she's bats her eyelashes and giggles. Yeah. And she's she and and just I don't kind of, like like of her. And aloof and yeah, kind
1: yeah, of yeah. sneaky. But
0: they don't bring out anything good in each other. No. <laughs> no. Which is probably why they don't end up together. I remember through this whole show. Just being confused by proudlock and his yeah how he is with women with relationships he's kind of because like a- he's not as overtly as offensive as Hugo and Spencer and Jamie can be yeah. but
1: he's like sneakily he's sneak playboy he is and I don't think he I mean we can get into this down like down the road a little yeah. bit but I agree I think he kind of gets away with a lot because he comes off as nice but he definitely is just as bad as like spencer Mm -hmm. or jamie he just doesn't talk about it as much Mm -hmm. but
0: yeah i guess before we move on to our next topic we should acknowledge at the very end of the episode so spencer seems pretty chill like a bunch of times he convinced me anyway yeah totally convinced that he was okay with jamie asking louise out and then at the very end he then he sees keggy and Proudlock making out and he calls Louise
1: at the end of the night. If he doesn't have a girl, who does he call Louise? Yeah, which I think is a real, like, weakness on Spencer's part and probably how he gets himself into trouble. Because yeah, if he was just honest with himself, he's not into Louise. And I and I think this relationship, like, it's almost doomed from the outset. Even for, from series on. Like, you don't want a relationship to start like this. No. You can't get this other girl I actually do love, so I'm going to call Louise. Like, if she had been real with herself... That's not, this is not a foundation to start yeah, a relationship. But, I, I mean, obviously that was, she. they had a camera at her in
0: her bedroom. I, and said, <laughs> I, I was like thinking, I wonder, like, were they texting after or something? Like, she had to make the thing, because this is her arc this episode, yeah. to say no to Spencer. I guess we'll have to see how monitor Spencer's reaction now to losing Louise, because he's obviously taken her for granted. Okay, so I guess our next big... Storyline that we have to deal with Uh is Ollie and Chloe's crumbling relationship, which we didn't talk about last week, but it was a bit, there was a weird scene and it wasn't focused on a lot where Chloe calls Ollie. Wants to hang out. And he's too busy and she just seemed like pissed at him, like annoyed
1: at him the whole time and just kind of like, eh. I know. That was a weird scene and I think it's weird because there are no obvious Links between that conflict and what's going on in this episode and Mm -hmm, what leads to their breakup. Like I think there are some undertones of this and I'm going to go on a limb here and make a guess but I feel like it has less to do with Gabby and less to do about how busy Ollie is and more to do with his sexuality. Like I think that's probably where... Like we see this also play a role... In other relationships, all he has in this season or next season. I think it's about sexuality. Yeah. I thought it was like a compatibility thing. But what, like, what's the compatibility Well, I issue? think they,
0: you know, they they got over their honeymoon period and I just maybe think she she got the ick or something. And maybe, I, I don't know, I don't be, know why. But why would
1: you get angry at someone that you have the ick with that they don't want to, that they're too busy to hang out with you? It could be that. It's like creating conflict. The only reason I thought that it was... I feel like that would just be talked about. Like, we don't see her talking about that. She says to Ollie at Cheska's dinner party, this has nothing to do with, like, the issues. We've got so many other issues. I think, I don't think as a woman, if you have the ick, you say that. I feel like if you have the ick, you are happy-go-lucky though telling your friends meanwhile that you're not happy and then you just end it. You're just like, okay, this isn't working out for me. Kind of like um, Habs with Sam. Mm -hmm. Like, really seemed really good until she was like, no, I just, I can't do this. This is just isn't working for me and breaks up with him. And he's like, where did that come from? Like, I think that's more the common trajectory if you're just suddenly not in it. Mm -hmm. But her kind of implying that they have problems and the fact that he follows this up with other relationships that have similar, I'm guessing, problems... That's why I feel... And also, it's hush-hush. Like, why would it be hush-hush? Like, why wouldn't they air that? I feel like they're trying to protect Ollie.
0: Okay, maybe, but... I, I could be wrong. A, I'm kind of going out on
1: a limb here, I'll admit.
0: Yeah, they, they haven't really hinted at that, and they were very liberal
1: mm-hmm. with
0: hinting about that in the first season, about sexuality. Yeah, but
1: maybe he didn't like that. Like, maybe he watched well, it he played air, into it. But like I'm saying, in the second season, when he ends yeah, up with yeah. a girl again, he, we don't hear yeah, any more turn. chat yeah, about yeah. guys for a while. So Gabby obviously also plays quite a role in this dynamic, and I think Ollie kind of uses her as a scapegoat. Yeah, which is silly. It's silly, but her behavior is not appropriate Well, I think anymore. her, yeah,
0: and Chloe. Like, Chloe, like, okay, hey, Gabby's nice. You shouldn't necessarily have a feud with Gabby, but, like, of course it makes Ollie uncomfortable that you're yeah, friends. I don't exactly. know why Chloe keeps defending that. I
1: don't, yeah. It doesn't
0: make sense. And All? I that Ollie was right. Like, that's uncomfortable for him. Yeah. Why are you
1: fighting for Gabby in that situation? I know. And, yeah, why are you making room for this person in your relationship when I clearly have a problem with her, you know?
0: Yeah, I think they're both using Gabby as like a focal point because, yeah, maybe that's what they can talk about on the show. Yeah. So, in their own ways, they're both using her. And, I mean, yeah, Gabby, I mean, has her Gabby issues, is but... so problematic in this episode. But... In this case... Yeah, I don't think it's Gabby's fault. It's, they have, their, I think, their own
1: conflict, and they're both using Gabby. But can we still talk about how annoying Gabby is being in this episode? <laughs> yeah. I find that she sucks up to Chloe. She's so anxious about being kicked out of any sort of Maiden Chelsea group. Like, she, you know, immediately when Cheska is going to have a dinner party, and she's worried that this is the scene to be. At, she's like, why oh, wasn't invited. Yeah, that was her first thing. And then when she realizes that's not the place to go, then oh thank you, don't worry, I'm gonna come with you to the dinner party Yeah, yeah exactly. It. Like, shut up Gabby. It just it's funny because in later seasons when Gabby comes back, I remember loving her so much and she's so funny and great. And I couldn't remember why I disliked her so much and now watching it again. You, I just, it's cringy. I really just don't like her behavior.
0: Yeah, I guess it is her trying to stay on the show, though. I well, it's so. not that she'd be kicked off the show, but, like, no, but you need to have to relationships relevant.
1: with people on the show to be relevant. Yeah, and when yeah. she's in the wine shop and being like, oh, well, I'm, you know, I have to be best friends with your girlfriend. I'm not gonna go hide in my room. It's like, well, there's a whole world of people yeah, out yeah, there. You yeah. don't have to be best friends with all these girlfriends. Just referring to the, the scope of the show and the cameras, basically. Yeah, which, you know, is a little transparent, but... Maybe I'll I'll flip back at some point to, like, (laughs) Gabby, but right now. No, I just, yeah, you're right.
0: I think she, like, obviously she oversteps the the line.
1: Yeah. But I just think in
0: this, in the case of the relationship, that's a whole other issue.
1: I just think it becomes one of those situations where post-breakup one person is very selfish and it's, like, it's all about how this person's dealing with it. She gives no thought to the fact that Ollie is still trying to move on Mm -hmm. and he's forged a new connection with someone and her presence is you know, superficially making it difficult. Mm-hmm. She just only thinks about herself. Yeah. Okay, our, so our last dynamic is Binky and Cheska's fight. And I completely forgot about this fight. came out of the
0: blue, yeah. So now we're in episode five. We haven't really... Nothing's happened Had like this that. brought up. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's like top of mind in Cheska's heart like this is what she ha- is going through right now yeah this could have actually been uh, closer maybe to the showdown yeah they and they just put it, it separated it yeah uh, which would make sense but it just seems like where is this
1: coming from i know and i was really torn about this fight because i think it again i think it's a relatable situation where you have two really close friends and one of them wants to be friends with a group that the other is not friends with and like lo- loyalty comes into play but it also you yeah, so know, it's Binky, not cut and clear. Yeah
0: Binky, I mean it's hard. So
1: Binky wants to be friends she wants with to be like with the cool kids. The, that's exactly what I thought. That is exactly yeah. what I thought. And I'm kind of like, oh, okay, so she's a little bit of a social climber. Yeah. And it's kind of transparent and it kind of makes me not on her side. Because I think she—you're right. I think she, like why does she care so much? Go to Keggy doesn't. Keggy's never spoken with Binky. When have we ever seen yeah. Keggy and and yeah? I mean they might know each other. We don't know. But okay, yeah. but remember at way back at Funda when Funda showed up at Keggy's garden gig, and uh, Binky and Cheska and Ollie were so against like Keggy. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's like yeah. now suddenly she has to be at Keggy's gig. It's like no, no, no. She's trying to like She's climb just hanging out with Gabby.
0: Like we don't. Even, I mean, I'm I sure know. she talked to other people, but it's just like that was the scene that you—they they didn't see
1: her. We didn't see her interacting with Hugh or something, which I know maybe would have created. But like, drama. your best friend is throwing an intimate dinner party, and you choose to go to some like fringe group. I feel okay, but in Vicky's defense, event. there,
0: yeah, I feel like the gig was set up. Yeah, she was going, and then they had Cheska set this. Oh, for really? I think that's what it was, you, and then yeah. Binky's like, "Oh, okay. Now, like this is a false conflict. And yeah. now like I was going to go I I'm excited about going. And uh-huh. now Cheska, you're
1: doing this yeah. and you're forcing me to choose." And you're right. If if you if they're close mates, which I think they are, if your best friends having a dinner party, you're probably involved with it at yeah, that age. Yeah. Like, you're probably like, don't worry, I'm bringing like the wine. I'll show up early and help you cook. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. it works. Not like, oh, what you're having a dinner party tomorrow for four people, and I am just hearing about it now. Yeah. Okay, so you're right. That probably that that makes sense. So we discover
0: that Binky wasn't on board with Cheska spilling the beans about. Uh, hugo's cheating mm-hmm. but so we didn't see that before because they no. were talking about it cheska found out about it binky we never saw a scene no. where it was like cheska don't there do was no this. don't get involved and, and binky knows through the show yeah that cheska was probably pressured to do it yeah so why would you hold that against your best friend i
1: know again i think this is her trying to make allegiances with this cool group. I think she's mm-hmm. like, you shouldn't have told because Hugo's pissed off. And then notice as soon as Hugo comes in, I mean, that was so forced. Half-assed. It was so, apology. oh, it, that was, it made me so uncomfortable Yeah, to that was like, he didn't want to be there. No, no, no. She's
0: like, it was almost disrespectful to Cheska how he did it. But yeah. he apologized, so I mean, he's technically in the right. And she just accepts it, and she's very lovely. She's so
1: lovely. And, and she, Binky's like, yeah, simpering too. I don't know. I just didn't like any of that and I I, I really felt the power dynamic there. Like I felt like Hugo's the cool, yeah. attractive one coming in and like gracing them with his yeah. apology and it yeah. just was so disingenuous. And I don't think that's really his fault because I don't think he would have cared to apologize. I think he probably is still like, well, this, you know, you shouldn't have been involved. And he was right. Like he, she shouldn't have been involved. I don't think it's a situation if you take away the show that Hugo apologizes ever. I don't think he cares enough.
0: I think he cares about his reputation, and I think he made her cry on TV. So I yeah,
1: do but think I'm he saying, cares Take away about the that. show, and I don't think he yeah. would apologize. Yeah, true. Because I just think it's like a nothing thing. Like the bigger issue, of course, is his breakup. That's what's keeping him up at night. Not like how Cheska yeah, feels yeah, about. I don't think he gives a certain brother her. But objectively speaking, with this friendship, so if you have if you have a best friend and they want to be friends with someone that you're not friends with what who do you think's in the right here
0: that's tough because i can understand again like binky's probably pissed at cheska for creating this conflict when i didn't need to be i mean with Mm -hmm. the scheduling issue but i definitely and cheska you know how she gets she just cannot let it go keeps pushing i know know. storms and confronts binky right away like i I think that would
1: annoy me how cheska handles things like that but do you think binky was was binky is fine gets to defensive. have friends other friends though like for, uh, if it's not binky and cheska it's just like two mates yeah you have to is it okay. a loyalty issue or is it like no let me be friends with who i want to be it is
0: with. a loyal i think it's both and i think in your young 20s yeah. 20s the loyalty thing really matters but mm-hmm. it's a little bit immature cheska no like binky should be able to be friends yeah, them because like she is part of the show. She is part of their circle in a way Cheska isn't. And when you're mature, you have to accept those things. Yeah. But I understand that that really makes Cheska uncomfortable, and that would make me uncomfortable too. If, yeah. if that was it. if I was in her she's like I can empathize with her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, she just had this thing where these cool kids like made her cry. Yeah, super clicky. They've never, we've never seen them be particularly nice. Like never Amber and yeah, Rosie, so rude. or welcoming. Always super rude to her. And Binky's desperate for their affection mm-hmm. or attention. So it's hard both ways. Cause Binky it's like Binky can't just have Cheska her and Ollie forever either. No,
1: exactly. What do you think? I think I agree totally with everything you said about like the Cheska Binky situation. And I think from like just a, a generic friendship perspective, I agree, like when you're twenty something, I think it loyalty is a really big issue. And I think it becomes more permitted like when you're older you would understand you wouldn't be like oh you're my best friend so don't you dare but interestingly I also think that like when you're older you have less you have fewer problems with people that aren't legitimate so I think if so like for example our best friendship (laughs) if I had someone I really didn't like although I would never ask you not to like that person I feel like what problems would someone have at 30 years old that they'd be like, oh, it's loyalty. Like, I don't think that would exist. Yeah, you have less petty problems. Exactly. But it, I think, It would
0: be a deep-rooted problem.
1: Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I think someone, like, if someone really was bad to me, I think you wouldn't be friends with them because of that. Yeah, but I guess, of, yeah. You'd be like, oh, I don't. But I know, them.
0: like, you maybe, two people don't get on. You maybe don't like everybody I like. And you wouldn't hang out with them. Yeah. But you're. But I guess but like, I don't that's think not that's, dramatic. Yeah, yet. no. I think I'm, I'm talking, like, dramatic situations. Yeah, it's true. Right. We're not in, like... We had more of these conflicts when we were in, in college, for sure, than now. So, Lens, what was your favorite moment of this episode? I guess I'll go with something we haven't talked about, which is uh, Jamie's pitch to his bank manager. <laughs> the Candy Kittens. <laughs> the Candy Kittens pitch. So, Jamie has a renewed sense of purpose. He likes Louise, <laughs> and he has this business venture he wants to start, Candy Kittens, which is still which is a thing, yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, he didn't. I think he had his ups and downs with it, but I think it's doing well. Yeah, and he's like made it ten years later. It's still a company. Yeah, ever since it went vegan, it got better. It's uh, creepy and weird now like how he's setting it up and it's kind of like it's like if a, it's like he's 20 or whatever but it's like if a 14 year old boy came up with this idea that is his yeah, hot chicks and food i love it so it's cringe and it's still kind of cringe that idea to me like even now i don't like that i don't, I don't think like he the has the, anything i don't think he has
1: like those models
0: anymore. yeah i think right. it's he's rebranded a bit but yeah that scene him playing off his bank manager you know that like the bank manager is this typical like You know, older, wise, British person who's just very um, stone-faced and just shuts Jamie down all the time. (laughs) Who wouldn't like that? My wife. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so I just thought that was funny. And uh, he didn't say no. He said, you need to come back with me, to me with a better plan. Okay. What about you? What was your favorite moment?
1: My favorite moment was when they were at that bar and Jamie asks Louise out and Spencer doesn't say anything. This is kind of a mean favorite moment but it's my favorite moment because I feel like we've been waiting for Louise to clue in about Spencer. Like she's always like pathetically giggly and you just want her to stand up for herself and be like no I'm not down with this because you're not treating me very well and so in this time it's kind of like a reckoning for her. Like she sees the guy that she's you know ostensibly dating saying nothing while his best mate asks her out (laughs) So she kind of takes the reins a tiny bit more than what she That's has very previously. Sadistic of you. It is very <laughs> sadistic. No, but
0: you know what I was thinking too with this. It's unfortunate, but I feel like all of her actions are motivated by getting Spencer back here. And we'll yeah, I know, is, yeah, I know this is. Yeah, I know.
1: I don't think she's trying to move on. She finds her own through this horrible experience with Spencer. Yeah, she's. Yeah, it's good she's not today. A little, you know housewife of spencer who yeah you know just kind of does his beck and call and gets treated like crap like this is not what we wanted for her no no true so lens, what music were we listening to (laughs) i heard it today (laughs) yeah this is an
0: exciting episode so this is the first time on the show well yeah Yeah. exactly when we were listening to it although we weren't watching the show live that we heard Video games by Lana by Lana Del Rey. This is when Lana Del Rey was small, still exploding on YouTube with this song. But she wasn't big. She wasn't mainstream. Like I remember, she no. But this video went viral for her. Like yeah. she had like a following on YouTube, and then this is her first one that came out and just blew up. Yeah. But yeah, she's still a bit like unknown. Like young kids liked her because of YouTube and stuff. Like she wasn't on the radio. Yeah. And then like obviously like this album, and she has so many hits after this but this was so cool to see the song although the choice of scene was so stupid i know it was stupid It didn't fit the mood at all <laughs> okay so that was obviously the biggest one but there are like a bunch of bangers this was an exciting episode for music so we had phoenix 1901 title and registration at the end by death cab for cutie when louise is ignoring spencer's call okay which i i was obsessed but, <laughs> but guess- how old
1: are you when you were obsessed you weren't It wasn't You weren't No it was 21. like it was 2003 Yeah So that yeah, was like An older song That's an song. older
0: song so That was interesting That they used it But it was a good It set the tone well there but yeah. also, I wanted to mention Katy's continued oh my god gig use
1: of Gaga huge pop songs. I know I'm kind of getting tired of it to be yeah, honest. I like I too. feel she has such a cool voice. I don't know why she goes for these really generic songs. But Doesn't she have her own songs? Or even she yeah, doesn't. If you don't, yeah. Why don't you choose like, like cooler? Fringe- I know yeah. that's always been like the least cool thing about Katy is her <laughs> selection of music because you kind of get the vibes that she would sort of know what's going on with like culture and yeah, music, like, yeah art.
0: she's a bit more hip than that yeah but lady god she said so- but yeah Diana. but i guess to also she sounded great and she yeah. was way more confident in this game oh yeah she, she had like seen. a
1: sultry thing going yeah, on yeah yeah all right so what is our fun fact for today so our fun fact is another school related fact <laughs> because we love school i love school <laughs> um so this one's more appropriate for our episode it's proudlock he went to eton and uh prince harry went at the same time and i think in the same year so well, didn't he go with spencer too then spencer was there because spencer yeah, and proudlock went to school together no it was proudlock was friends with spencer's brother i mean he's got lots of royal ties too which is interesting he has he has friend. he's friends with a lot of prince harry's friends as well huh. so that's my fun fact all right and what is our fashion moment of the week? So our fashion moment of the week is when Binky and Cheska have their argument, but they're doing so in a shoe store. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that all the shoes that were on the the display were all these huge chunky heels with spikes. Um, yeah, we talked about the punk with mm-hmm. the punk movement yep. with fashion last episode, but even outside of that, like really huge. Four to five inch heels, like mm-hmm. Sam Edelman shoes. Um, it was such a moment because now you don't see that. Who no, like, wears huge platform pumps anymore? No one. No, so that's true. But also the Binky wedge. thought you like that. That was uh, a Chloe's binky uh, wedge. I you would be yeah. a wedge. <laughs> 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 we're just talking about how wedges are so passing now. You know, I wondered if Chloe, when she said she was designing shoes, I wonder if she was doing a collection for Topshop. Yeah, that's what made me think of. Yeah, that. like, oh, just designing shoes. Like, yeah, who are you designing yeah, shoes for? It's like so casual. Like, yeah, we're all just design
0: shoes. <laughs> so next week we get to see uh, Spencer's reaction to the Keggy Proudlock kiss. <sighs> and we get an exciting development. Millie's back next week. <gasps> Millie! Yay, we missed Millie. So it'll be fun to see her and Keggy again. We have Louise and Jamie. They're relationship romance seems to be progressing which will be interesting to see if we're going to be shipping that (laughs) and it seems to be the end for chloe and ollie next week so that might be a sad one
1: all right until then